0: Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Mini. Thanks as always for taking the time to hang out here on the Mayo Media Network. As Pat likes to say, don't just hit that like button; smash that like button. Tell a friend about the show. We only have a couple more weeks until the puck drops on the Stanley cup playoffs, but we'll be giving picks all the way until that Stanley cup is raised right here on the Mayo media network. So please rate, review, subscribe. If you have a comment, a question, a season long question, don't be afraid to hit us up here in the YouTube section. i will circle back before puck drop. I got my guy, Cam Stewart, hanging by. We have five games in the NHL tonight, so we're going to break it all down for you in a little bit, but it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Follow the link in the description for a promo code that will give you 100% first deposit match of up to $100. And the prize picks have been okay here on this show. Hopefully, you know, not to toot the own horn here, but we've seen some winners, which is really nice. We had Mark Stone twice this week. We had Kaprizov on Wednesday. Last week, we had a couple unders with Brodine. So let's hope we can continue this trend here. Prize picks, you can mix and match across all the sports that you love, baseball, golf, it's all happening right now over in the sports world and on prizepicks.com. So let's go back to Kirill Kaprizov. He's at 3.4 fantasy points against the Kings this evening. And then Brad Marchand at 4.1 against the Buffalo Sabres. Let's start with Marchand. Both of these guys are actually on a heater. Marchand's got goals in three straight games, four over that span, six goals, nine points, and 13 shots over his last five games. This is Boston's third straight game against Buffalo. Marchand has a goal in each of the first two this week. Three points and five shots. And if you look a little bit deeper into Brad Marshan over the last 30 days, he has 23 points, which is second in the NHL behind Artemi Panarin, just two points back of him and 13 goals, which is tied with, of course, awesome Matthews for the goal lead. He's just been rolling. I don't know if there's anybody better. I'm going to bring it up with Cam, but I don't know if there's anybody better at, you know, shorthanded than Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. These guys just absolutely put on a clinic. Pashnak is back up on that top line. He's starting to hit the score sheet. He's only 4.6 fantasy points, his prop over at prize picks. I like both of those guys. And then Kaprizov, he's got nine goals goals over the last month, which is tied for six, just a couple back of Marchand and Matthews and just one back of Jason Robertson. I don't know if he hears Jason Robertson catching up to him in the Calder race, but Carrillo has goals in three straight games, 11 shots over that span. He's played LA seven times. He's got four goals and seven points. So I like it. He's got goals in his last two games against the Kings. So Kaprizov over 3.4 and then Marchand over 4.1. Check out prizepicks.com. Later, they have some shot props and some goalie save props that appear a little bit later on. All right, let's bring in Cam Stewart. Five games. Happy Friday, man. How's it going to you?
1: How you doing, Meany? Oh, I can't lie Thank to you. you. I'm, I, I'm beat down. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long week, but I'll tell you one thing, buddy. I actually bet the Ottawa Senators uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. It was a good spot for them. After the Leafs, you know they lose to Vancouver. Ding, ding, ding! You come back to Ottawa, Stutzla and that team. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you, the Senators are going to be real good in a couple years, buddy. Real
0: yeah. good. No, I, I 100% agree. I had it as well. The Sens and the under was plus 330. We're up to 99 units over at FTMBets.com. So, like Woo. I said, we're, we're going to be giving picks over there until that Stanley Cup is raised. So, check out FTMBets.com/slash/pricing. You can use the promo code Mini Mayo whatever. Uh, floats your boat and it's all the same to me and it'll give you a bit of a discount until that cup is raised. So yeah, yesterday was good, man. Good on you in the sense you know what, how many times have we talked about Ottawa on this show? Like lots, good spots, <laughs> plus money, good team, competitive. They take care of everybody inside the division. Like that was their first, I win, I believe against Vancouver. True. but a lot has changed cam with the sense since the start of the season. They're
1: great. Great point. Meaning. That's the thing. Like, people look at the Senators, and i got to be honest with you, the books don't understand. No. This team is night and day from what they were at the start of the year, losing to Edmonton 8-3, to three, Vancouver, like 7-2. They got slaughtered. But now, all their young players are picking it up. Connor Brown's been fantastic. Murray's yeah. coming back with an attitude. I'm going to tell you, man, the Ottawa Senators, they beat your team 4 nothing, man. They, they took uh, Montreal out to the woodshed. I'm going to tell you, I can't believe the prices you get on this team soon. You know? i'm going to uh, meaning in a couple of years i think the ottawa senators like are going to cause major problems for everybody think about all the draft picks they have all the young players they have if, if they can get a goaltender maybe a little bit more uh, another score i i'm telling you this team is just they're going to be wicked yeah No,
0: they really are. And then this year they have, you know, two picks in the second. So they're going to have, you know, three top picks again. In 2022, they have two picks in the second, two in the third. They got three in the seventh. So, I mean, this is a team that's got five, six, seven, eight. 11 picks in 2022, <laughs> which is a good draft. Nice. And, and some of these kids are going to get better, like you mentioned. Yeah, Brown, what does he have, 11 goals in his last 14 games or something silly? Drake Batherson scored again last night. Josh Norris has been basically a point-per-game yep. guy over the last month or so. Yeah, the Sens are fun. They're entertaining. And they're starting to get some saves from Matt Murray. They had the shutout against the Habs, which you talked about. That was their first shutout since 2019. And now they got two in a week. Uh, they just needed a couple saves and they're getting it from Matt Murray. Uh, Sens aren't in action tonight, but they are definitely going to be on our radar moving forward as nice, just road dogs. Sometimes they're home dogs as well. Let's talk about tonight. We got Boston and Buffalo going at it again. Uh. The Bruins are 5-0 oh in this series. Four of the five have gone under the number, Cam. Uh, so third straight game between these two teams. Boston has won seven to one. Rask had the shutout the other night. He is getting the start this evening. He's 11-4 and 2-2, two, 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 two goals against average and a 9-16 save percentage. Uka Pekka. Lukinen is making his NHL debut for the Sabers. Nice young prospect goalie. Buffalo plus 255 at home. 12-27 and seven on the season. Boston, heavy, heavy road favorites. <laughs> wow, minus 305. Um, Buffalo's been hanging around lately since they made a couple of those trades. They've been competitive. They've been stingy. They've been playing to quite a few unders. Will you go there this evening?
1: Here's the thing. Boston beat these guys. What was it meaning? Four to one? Was it four to one the last yeah. time that they played? Yeah. Uh, we got a new. We got a new goaltender. I like a lot of the young players that Buffalo has, but the problem is, Boston's just one of those teams they're just on a heater they take care of business when they need to Taylor Hall's been there he fits in perfectly I kind of want to look at Buffalo with the new goaltender at home getting that type of price after Boston beat them I'll tell you one thing I'm not betting Boston I'm not putting them in parlays I really want to take Buffalo but my thing was I was really wanting to attack the Rangers in the next series against Buffalo because I think they're starting to we'll talk about them in the next game but when you look at the standings, how depressing is it? You're like, oh, we won again. We beat New Jersey. Boston wins. Pittsburgh wins. And eventually, Islanders beat them down. Flyers beat them. So that, that, that's the way I wanted to attack Buffalo against the Rangers. But I'll tell you one thing, Meanie, You're getting plus one and a half with a, a little bit of plus money. What do you think about this game and the total? We got, a, we got a new goaltender here. I kind of think we get goals in this game.
0: Yeah, I think it's very possible Um, just because it's such a quick turnaround with the success that they had last night against against Buffalo. I feel like that may just carry over a little bit. I'm concerned with the total just because of Rask, like Rask is
1: on fire.
0: Yeah, he's been so good. And I just look at the Sabres and they they obviously need to do their part, right? Um, They don't. They don't really score a lot of goals here. So I'm a little torn on the total. I probably just stay away from this game in general, to be honest with you. I mean, just to lay that kind of juice on Boston. And you're right about everything. we will get into the Rangers in a second. That was such a heartbreaking loss that they had to the Islanders. Like they needed to have that game because everybody else just keeps winning. Uh, And the Capitals and the Islanders are playing each other over this next few days a bunch so someone's gonna get points there the penguins are rolling their six three and one in their last 10 boston's won six straight games i don't know man i think this kid too like uka Pekka. (laughs) uka Pekka lukanen uh you know i think he's a pretty decent prospect i'm excited to see what he has to offer but now he's got to go up against this red hot bruins team i don't know man you mentioned taylor hall Taylor Hall over two and a half shots. Let's put him on the board right now. I agree. So don't forget about it. Uh, minus 120 over at William Hill. Not seeing him on DK at all right now. Taylor Hall, uh, man, hasn't he looked good, Cam? With, I mean, just going Did to a team po- that's competitive with a bunch of winners has really changed his style.
1: It's a perfect fit, Meany, right? He doesn't have to be the big stud. They got Pasternak, they got Marchand, they got Bergeron, they got all sorts of other guys on the team. So Hall's just got to do his job, and you could tell he's refreshed. And let's remember one thing. This guy's playing not just for this year. He's playing for a future. He wants to get, like, one more yeah, nice contract. He's not going to get the money that he – what do you get? $8 million from the Sabres? That's a pipe dream. That's not happening. But I'll tell you one thing. I think Boston's probably going to re-sign him. He's a good fit there. And yeah, he's motivated. That's the thing about the Boston Bruins I me. Mean, I, they're one of these teams. I'm just like, when are you going to go away? When are you going to leave? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's I like a party. He's the guy that sleeps on your couch, eats your breakfast in the morning. I'm Like, just get the hell out of my house. But he, they just linger and linger and linger. You can't ever count Boston out. They're pros. You talked about Marchand. You talk about that, like their penalty kill. They're dangerous. Like they're shorthanded and they score goals, Like this team's not going away. And then the crazy thing is Rask is on fire. And they got four goalies. They <laughs> got, they got, they got Darth later. They got Swayman. They got uh, Halak. He's on the COVID protocol and Rask has came back and he's been on fire. You know, they can probably, do, they're going to deal somebody and Seattle's probably going to get one of those goalies when they come in the league. But I'll tell you, man, you can't bet against Boston. They're just, they're too damn good.
0: Yeah, and that's, you're right. They are too damn good, and they just have so much experience that they just don't, they don't take these teams that other teams take lightly. They don't do that, I don't find. They're it. pros. They're pros. So they lost 8-1 to Washington on April 11th, and it was their second straight loss. Since then, they've won six straight games, and they've outscored their opponents 23-7. to they played Washington again after that 8-3 loss and beat them 6 3. A 3 0 shout out to the Islanders, a 4 1 victory against the Islanders, and then three victories here against the Sabres, where they've outscored them 10 to 3. I mean, it's it's I know I'm trying to like find some reasons to get involved, maybe with Buffalo on the potential puck line, but it's just there's no value here in betting Boston on the money line. Maybe you can chuck them in a couple parlays, or maybe you can just have some fun with some of these props. Taylor Hall minus 120. He's been over two and a half shots, Cam, in four of his seven games as a member of the Boston Bruins and all three against the Sabres. He has 10 in his last two against Buffalo this week. And then in his first game as a member of the Bruins, he had three. So he's minus 120. Heck, Bergeron here at uh, minus 149, two and a half shots. I think they probably win by a couple goals. I don't know if I'm going to their puck line. Let's bring in Matty Best. He's a puck line lover. He loves it. Are you getting involved here with the Bruins on the puck line, or is this maybe just a stay away with the new kid in
2: that? Uh, This is just a stay away for me. Uh, This will be a prop game for me. I'll be going to Taylor Hall, like you said. There's nothing really outside a hall that I like shot prop-wise either. I'm not dumb enough to take any sabers. I'm also not dumb enough to bet on the sabers. I uh, am. (laughs) it
0: worked out for you last week. You had him last week, right,
1: against Pitt? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, what was that? The Sunday, the Sunday game when they won four to two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me, Buffalo. Since that Philadelphia series, they've been putting money like in my account, left, right, and center. The problem is Boston's just one of those teams. Even though they're going to make the playoffs, the Rangers are fading. They just don't take nights off, so it's hard. Like you know what I mean. Like I want to take Buffalo, but.
2: I just can't. Uh, the price isn't there for me to take Buffalo. I need it to be what,
1: a, plus two seventy five. I need I need mean, more against the. What, want, what, what do you want? What do you
2: I, want? want plus, I want plus four hundred. I want. I want three. I want three against against Vancouver, Boston. I think Boston's uh, too yeah. good right now.
1: Amini, mean, he's the guy. He's like, can I buy three rocks in curling? It's like, yeah, we got to spread uh, three. Uh, I want six and a half. That's what me and Morensi talk about. A curling teaser. Can I buy three rocks? That's Matt Best. This guy's uh, the Nashville Predators' uh, big fan. Actually, he knows a lot about the Predators. It's stupid. They should hire you. But Buffalo in this spot, even at home, they should probably be about plus three twenty-five.
2: If, if they 60. were at plus three twenty-five, I would take it. That's when I would throw some stones yeah. on there. But for right now, I just I can't. And I don't think I've bet on the Sabers since the very beginning of the season like the first five or six games, just haven't touched them, haven't even picked them on a puck line, just haven't had the stones to do it.
0: Wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> I've been taking them here and there. I'm,
1: I'm with you, Meanie. I've 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 taken them like a stooge, and I've taken them like a smart guy. Like I remember right before they got on that little heater, I took them against Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh, man, well, look at them live, like plus three and a half, and they'll lose by like four. I'll just get like absolutely – heartbroken i'm just sitting there going but you know what the thing about buffalo is they're not that bad they yeah. have a couple players on the team you talked about middle oh, and, and some of the other guys like dalene and whatever hey kyle Pozo, this guy should <laughs> worst contract in the history of the national hockey league skinner's deal like the thing about buffalo is they almost have to just say we screwed up uh we're gonna lose a lot of money on these deals and nobody's gonna take them but i will say a couple guys in their young core they're not that bad, and they're doing this without Eichel too.
0: Yeah, well, that's the big thing. Uh, they're doing it without Eichel. Yeah, Middlestadt, who we talked about last Friday, uh, continued to have a pretty solid, um, you know, next few days after that. I think he's been sure. think He's been great, and he's getting some ice time. He's finally getting an opportunity. Uh, this guy was a highly touted prospect too. I mean, he was just super young a couple of years ago. Expectations were high and uh he needed to put a mus bit of muscle on. It just shows
1: you that Granato and the coaching staff that they have are a lot smarter. Like Kruger. Yes. No offense to Kruger, but like he Foolish. was he didn't play the young guys properly. He did not like see you later Kruger, your yeah. company sucks. Just like on Seinfeld, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, my my son says your company stinks. <laughs> He's gone and uh, i got to say sabers better hire granado he's done a good job with this with this club
0: yeah he has uh, yeah they're playing eric Stahl, like second line center's top top power play you mm-hmm. know what i mean and then yeah. get him out of town he looks brutal and so slow in montreal yep. um but and and then you get middle stack going too so um, yeah, the Sabres are, they're not a pushover. They like, they've been hanging around and playing at least, you know, they beat Pittsburgh four, two, they lost to Pittsburgh three, two, they beat Washington five, two. It was a three, two Boston, um, loss. And then a five, yep. three victory Philly. I lost four, three to Washington before that. So they've been hanging around. They just had some bad luck here against the Bruins. So I don't know how much offense they're going to be able to muster. I was actually thinking about Olofsson and Sam Reinhart on uh, DK here, just to uh, get zero points, uh, they have, have zero <laughs> points in the two games against That's against the And I was people, looking at that. Pe-
1: people bet overs, you bet the under. It's it's like <laughs> Maranci, zero it's points. like Morency when we do our props in the NBA is like Luke Kennard, under. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody That's... else is over, 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 yeah. right?
0: I like what? picking on uh, certain players. I mean, you can get Reinhardt here, minus 139, zero points. I know it's a little risky, but I don't mind that one. Uh, you want to get nuts. So, again, using our free FTN um, Parlay calculator, you can you can get Buffalo plus 285 and Boston minus 303. That's the best odds possible. Matt, what you were talking about, how you wanted more money, reminded me of the Canucks the other night. Cam, I don't know if you are aware. <laughs> I mean, you've been betting for a long, long time. But the Canucks, their first game back after the COVID list, what were they oh, yeah. plus? 400
1: yeah what were the Leafs minus 420 at yeah, that's drop?
0: the biggest home dogs in the NHL in the last 15 years and they managed to pull that out and then they were plus 250 the next time they, they pulled played it each out. other, and they pulled that out again as well
1: yeah um, sorry big save Dave it was like <laughs> red light Dave right then I'll give Reddish credit he's like hey I played like junk but the thing about the thing about it is take a look at these teams that are coming off the COVID list right even though they had a variant of it and it was crazy and they're drinking Pedialyte and puking and like that, their, their COVID situation was way worse than anybody else. But the thing is you still get time to practice. You still get time to work on things. And that's what they did in the last couple of games when JT Miller's like, Hey man, like we need, we need a little bit of time. Look at Colorado. They came back. St. Louis, it was close, but Colorado had co- the, the COVID yeah. situation. They went, every team that's had it has come back and won.
0: Yeah. No good call. Absolutely. Um that rest, right? I mean yeah, it, and, it, and you get to work what you balance. want about it, but yeah, you get a little bit of time off. If you're feeling not feeling hundred percent. But um some of those days off will do wonders for certain players on those respective teams. So all right, we'll move on, but I like Hall here at uh two and a half shots minus one twenty. I don't mind Berger on here at two and a half minus uh, or minus one forty nine, but Hall's the play, it's a great price. It's he's been shooting quite a bit. Uh, I probably will put Marshanda a two-point night since I'm all in on him with prize picks. He's plus 160 for a two-point night there. Let's move on to the Rangers and the Flyers. You were talking about this game. So yep. Philly holds the edge here in the series 4-3. They won last night 3-2. Uh, the Rangers were snoozing to about halfway through that game and it got away from them. They almost made the comeback. You know, over the last five games, the Rangers actually have outscored Philadelphia 24 24- to 12 but philly has won three of those games minus 167 the rangers at home 31 and 15 uh you're right still fighting for their playoff lives here they're um, done a little bit but yeah it does look like they're done right cam they have eight point eight points back to the bruins and they played two more games in them would you consider here philly a winning yes. last night yeah winning last night yes. and the, the sale uh, kind of you know done here with new york there's a heartbreaking loss for them last night and they've lost uh two straight now
1: I think the line kind of tells you something. The Rangers should be probably like, what, a buck 75, a buck 80, like in comparison to a team like the Flyers. But I'm going to tell you this, and it's not the Rangers' fault. First of all, look what happened with their season this year. They get in that division with like Boston. Like everything worked against them. And I'm like, I'm actually going to defend the New York Rangers. The KGB called, right? Hey, I'm Putin. What's up with uh, Panarin? Did he do something in the KHL? That's nine games they had without Panarin. Think about that. They're probably get they get points in those games and they're still alive. The league screwed the Rangers this year, but the problem is every time they look up, Pittsburgh wins, and Boston wins. They're done. After a while, you just kind of say, oh, "Okay, we we tried so hard, but they're at the end of the rope." And you saw that game against the Islanders, that was that was the That's first it. nail, and the other game was against Philadelphia. For me, I'm I'm probably gonna bet Philadelphia in this game, and I. Trust me, I I don't like to run to the window with the Flyers, but I'll take the plus 140 with the Flyers and hope for the best.
0: No, I'm with you, actually. Um, You know, Igor Shostarkin probably won't start. He's been uh, one of the better goalies in the league. I was looking at his numbers uh, just the other day before last night's game. His high danger save percentage was number two in the NHL where all the goals, most of the goals happened right in the slot. And his five and five save percentage was top five in the league. It was like nine forty five or something silly like that. So he has just been so good over this run. And now I would expect him to get a night off. And in Philadelphia, I got Alex Lyon in net, so I actually <laughs> like the total here. I think we might see some goals. I think we might see some looser hockey. I agree. Um, the Rangers and the Flyers are—they've uh, been a little bit better lately, right? I mean, it's—it's it's, you're right. It's hard to put money on this team, but for Philadelphia. Um, but they come in, they've won, and they've actually only won three of their last uh, seven games, which seems good, uh, or it doesn't look good, but it seems good for them considering what they've done, but they just haven't, what I mean, they haven't let in a lot of goals. I mean, 3-2, 1-0, 6-3 was a, a spanking, but 2-1. Uh, so they've played to the under, actually, in four of their last five, but I I think we'll see some goals here tonight, Cam. Is, is 6 too high?
1: Yeah, no, I don't mind 6 at all. Some places have 6 in the hook, right? Six and a half. I think yeah. uh, Philadelphia wins this game, like, Four, four to three five to four that type of game I, I i see goals as well and the thing is what's the difference is lion really a downgrade from brian elliott and the way that uh, you, oh, you know, carter bad, carter, carter hart has played at least i know that guy's gonna grind so yeah. the way i look at it is it's philadelphia for me and i do agree with you over
0: yeah i'm i'm siding with you over here Mika Zabinijad two and a half shots at minus 140 William Hill Sportsbook um, that's not bad Zabinajad, just let me give a double check I mean he hit last night uh, he's got at least three shots in three straight games and four of his past five so I mean that's another thing too the Panarin thing was bullshit are you kidding me? Yeah, like what's your the Russian government for, getting like, three involved? Weeks, three hey,
1: Panarin, Panarin played in the KHL, and there was an incident at a bar where, and everyone's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He missed nine games, Meanie. That's crap.
0: And he leads the league in the NHL in points over the last 30 days. Like that just goes to show what kind of player he is. I mean, he was top, what, two, three, think he was third last year in the NHL in scoring like yeah. arguably one of the better players in the league. And he just is gone from the team. So Strickland suffered an injury. He was gone for a three to four week span. And then Zbigniewicz had this freaking slow start. I don't know True. if anyone started as slow as him for a guy who had 41 goals last year. We were sitting here and all of a sudden, you know, you look up and he's, wow, he's got 16 goals. Like, yeah, he's been a point per game guy now over the past three weeks is which what we expected from him. So, yeah, and the division on top of it. I don't know if I brought this up with you last week, but Jake Seeley in mm-hmm. the, the show uh loose hockey fan does some betting he's a rangers guy and he texted me last week wait so if the rangers come fifth and they have more points than the canadians they don't make the playoffs <laughs> like no it's just the no they got the yeah, in that's it i agree they got, they, screwed.
1: they got screwed in that division because the, the teams that were added when they split it up were what who who was it boston and who else was it i'm trying to think like what teams came in there but the thing oh, is in,
0: yeah inside that division. yeah
1: like you remember the way they do the divisions right like it, yeah the, the rangers got hosed Every single situation, the KGB called the boat Panarin. Uh, you know, these guys are shaking them down. Uh, the division stuff sucked because they had to deal with Boston. I think the Rangers got absolutely hosed this year.
0: I think so too. Okay, we'll move on to Matt's Nashville Predators minus 120 yeah. into Chi-Town at United Center. Look at that graphic. Um, that's in the bucket list for me. I don't know if I'll ever get to Chicago for a hockey game, but I'd love to. Plus 103, the Blackhawks at home. 25, 22 against the spread. Uh, This division is tight. Finally, uh, Nashville lost to Chicago and wow, did they ever lose? They had a uh, a three goal lead, I believe in the third period and Chicago came all the way back and won that game. And all of a sudden uh, things are pretty tight here in the central. We have Nashville in fourth, 52 points, 48 games played Dallas, two points back, two games in hand. And then Chicago, three points back, one game in hand. I don't have to tell you that this is a big game here tonight. Let's tee up our Nashville guy. Uh, What do you think about the Preds here this evening, Matty
2: Bass? This is the most pivotal game of the Predator season by far. Uh, And Chicago's. And, well, I don't know. I'd say it's more Nashville's because of that blown 4-1 lead. Um, You look at what happened early in the season to the Predators, any little flick of adversity that they faced, they were so fragile, broke down, and just weren't good at all. They haven't faced any major adversity like this since they've been hot and beat up on good teams. This is a true test of can they bounce back and not, for lack of a better term, look like total dog shit. Um, they did the right thing in pulling Rocco Grimaldi out of the lineup when Matt Duchesne came back in. That was completely smart or when uh, Tolvanen came back in. They just need to play Tolvin and more. He is the literal key to unlocking the power play that hasn't scored in eight straight games. If they can get the power play moving at any rate whatsoever, I think Nashville has this game. On the other side of the puck, though, you can never count out Patrick Kane, which feels like the biggest cop-out answer in the world. But you got to know that a vet like that, after coming back from 4-1 with playoffs on the line, is going to be firing up everyone in that room, which is why I don't think you can count Chicago out. Uh, for me... I like Chicago on the money line here just because of the price here. It's close to a pick 'em, and I would have just taken the plus-money team regardless of what was happening. Uh, UC Soros looks like he's slightly coming back down to earth, not coming up with every phenomenal save possible known to mankind. Uh, looked kind of weak for a lot of the goals. I mean, the first goal that Patrick Kane set up was phenomenal. Uh, there's almost no stopping that one there. But for the rest... The, the UC Saros that we saw for the last two weeks would have saved him. I'm not saying that he's expected to make all these big, gigantic saves, but it uh, looks like he's regressing back to form. I don't think Pecorine starts. I don't think it's even a question that Pecorine starts. And there's a lot of people like in the Nashville fan base saying, well, John Hines hates Pecorine. It's like, no, UC Saros is having one the of off. the best historic eight-week stretches in the NHL. So you're going to play the hot hand there.
1: Exactly. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know Pecorino done a lot for the franchise, but if you want to make the playoffs, look at what Soros did in those games, man. That guy stood on his head for a long time. He can't do it forever. The, the, the question is, Matt, great analysis, by the way, for me, it should, I got to come back to Chicago after that win. What do you guys think?
0: I agree well, I went on Chicago? Yeah. I absolutely I think Matt said it perfectly too with just uh, the fact that they're at home here and they're plus money and it's basically a coin flip game to me I know Chicago has lost six of the seven in this series Nashville rattled off the first five and they were the first five were all unders but the last two games we've seen 16 goals I think Matt is on to something as well I think Soros maybe coming down to earth a little bit. I would assume the Blackhawks go back to Malcolm Subban because he got this victory. And I'm not completely sold on him either. So I kind of feel like we may see some goals. I like the Hawks, but I think the over five and a half is... I agree. I think it's in play here.
1: I agree. I was on the over the last game and it got way over. Everyone thinks Chicago-Nashville, it's going to be under. But yeah, take a look at the tenders. Take a look at the way these guys play. Six goals, we can definitely get there. I see Chicago winning like, uh, you know five to three type of game, right? Like I'm with you. I like the over and I like the Blackhawks.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's anything here from a shot prop standpoint either. Um, Matt, I know you mentioned Kane. Debrinkat didn't hit for us the other night. And I can't really get behind any Preds like Forsberg when he plays. I'm, I'm usually into him. Victor Arvidsson is just too hit or miss for me. But I will say something. There is something I, well, I'm glad I brought it up here. Uh, what do you think about that second line, uh, Matt, with the with Nashville? I mean, uh, with Koonin, The there's two games in a row now. Granlin, I wrote them up at FTN Daily for, um, you know, a couple picks. In this series, this is the third straight game, right, between these two teams, yes. And both games, that Granlin line, led all lines at five and five and shot attempts high danger chances scoring chances they've looked really good together man
2: yeah i'm a big fan of that john heinz plays his lines really weird in terms of like you look at the top nine players and uh eric holla is reeling off 19 minutes like it, it just makes no sense to me kelly yarn getting 20 minutes and yarn part of that uh, just weird and, and, ass yeah. second line Yarncroak's uh, good, though, busy. He, he's defensively sound. That's what you kind of want when you have a guy like Mikhail Granlin, who's going to park his ass in front of the net all the time, and Kunin, who's going to take more liberty, liberties than not. The only problem with the Preds in DFS is you don't know how many minutes John Hines is going to play his top nine. Like I said, Eric Halla, 19 minutes. Like, on what team, other than that Vegas team where he scored close to 30 goals or even got 30 goals, does Eric Halla warrant 19 minutes of ice? It, the, the answer is no team, to be quite honest. And Luke Cunningham is only getting 12 <laughs> no, minutes right. and 44 seconds, where their fourth-line center, Colton Sissons, is getting 1431. John Hines plays his lines very, very weird. And this wasn't just a one-time thing. It's throughout the whole season. Meanwhile, their number one guy on this team right now, Ellie Tolvanen, is getting 15 minutes a night solid, where he should be getting 18, 19, 20. Uh, we recorded a podcast last night, Locked on Predators. Go check it out. And uh, we talked about two things we want to see in the offseason from the Nashville Predators. And I basically said I don't give a shit what they do in the offseason as long as Tolvanen is promised top-line minutes and actually gets them. That's all I want because that kid is the real deal. Uh, I don't think he'll be like uh, – generational player or anything like that. But I think the kid could snap off 30 goals consistently in his career. God, you're good, Matt.
1: Man, I can't <laughs> like, I, I can't be believe the Nashville Predators, like, don't give you a call. I went in, I used to go in their locker room meeting. Remember when I did my journey to, uh, to the cup from yeah. the score? Yeah. I'm walking in with a cowboy hat a belt buckle. Hey, how are we doing? Talking to Steve Sullivan. I knew uh, Joel Ward back in the day because, you know, he was a guy that played at lower level hockey and then really got his thing done and a couple other guys, you know? And there was literally Terry Crisp and like one other media member there and we're sitting there, I went ding, ding, ding. I interviewed Jordan Tutu, Steve Sullivan, every single damn guy in that team. And I go, when I go to a Leafs practice, I could barely like get the microphone out of my uh, (laughs) bag before these guys are out the back door lying to me. See ya, yeah, we're, we're done. Like, I, uh, Matt should be working for the Preds. Pretty simple. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate that, buddy. No, it's maybe true. He,
0: maybe he will someday. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Preds fan, even if you're not, go check out that podcast um, that you're talking about, Matt. Uh, yeah, you're you're spot on. You're in tune here with the Preds. Listen, I was just adding up some numbers on the fly. Uh, so, Coonan, Yarncrook, and Granlin, in the two games in this series, they've combined for five goals, eight points, and 18 shots. Coonan wow. has the two goals – and the three points, yeah, I mean, they've dominated play five and five. And there is a little – yeah, I, you said it perfectly too, Matt, when you're talking about the ice time. When you look at the back of the hockey card for Coonan and you see 12 minutes, 12 minutes, you probably don't want to play this guy in DFS. But I'm telling you, this line has looked really strong in the in the two games, just rattled off the numbers there, the eight points, the five goals, the 18 shots, and they're all very affordable. I mean, Yarncroft is 3-6, Coonan is 3-4. And Grandlin is 4-2 on DK. I mean, you can have a stack with the top Boston guys if you want. You can have the top Ranger guys if you want, Philly guys, and put in Nashville. Heck, you can even just stack this game and get Kane and the in there. Uh, it, it fits in pretty nice when you can get a line under 10K completely. Okay, we'll move on from it. I don't think, like I said, I don't think there's any shot props, but those guys certainly stand out. I think Kunin has like a first goal tonight. Uh, is an interesting play. All right. Next game, Montreal and Calgary flames at home. This is basically a pick them here. Minus minus one twelve. Calgary, 20 and 25 against the spread total here. Five and a half. We were getting six and six and a half here with, with Montreal and Calgary. And that was a fun ride. Um, I'm kind of leaning the under here a little bit as well, but we'll see what, what cam thinks Montreal minus one Oh five, 20 and 24 cam. What we said last Friday, I think was absolutely true. I believe it was you and I chatting about the Flames and the Habs that we would see Calgary's absolute best effort. For sure. And we did um, in those games. So Calgary's won four of the six. All of them have been under the number. Last week was a 2-1 win for Montreal and a 4-1 win for Calgary. I didn't see a whole lot of offense in either of those games. I haven't seen a whole lot of offense anytime these two teams have played. The goaltending has been very strong. And just the way that the Flames have been playing with Sutter and just they just haven't given up a whole lot on the Montreal side of things against the Oilers. I thought they played
1: a great per- game. A perfect.
0: 110 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Those two games. They let that first one exactly. slip away. McDavid took over. And in the second game with about three minutes left, the Oilers had a couple goals. One was a power play. They had the the extra attacker on to scored another one. <laughs> the Habs almost blew that.
1: Can't that believe lead.
0: it. Uh, crazy. I, I know five and a half is tough here. I kind of lean the under again. I think we're going to see the same type of game here between these two teams. It's a low-scoring grind, and I like the Flames.
1: I agree. I, uh, Montreal's problem scoring goals. I know they got some against Edmonton. As for Calgary, the only question I have, Mimi, is these guys know they're done deep down inside. Do they want to open it up? That's that. That's, that's, that's yeah. the only question that I have. Like, are they going to try to do – Pardon?
0: I don't think they can. I don't think they have the <laughs> personnel to open it up, man.
1: What? I says, what? I says, pardon? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm kind of with you. It's like they want to open up, and then Sutter's like, no, no. Even though they're out, it's like, no, that's not going to fly with me. Like, you play the system, or I'm going to, like, you know, you're done. I'm not playing you again. I wanted to take Montreal earlier, but you're right. It's just one of those things. They played great against Edmonton. They can't complete a full game. I like the under five and a half as well. I think this is a, I, and I'm going to tell you, I like Jake Allen a lot. I, I know other people, like I have that talk with Marenzi. He's like, Oh, he's not really that, you know, price and whatever. It's like, listen, man, he's strong. Jake Allen is one of the best goalies in the league. In my opinion, I, that's I just agree. my, that's my opinion. I think the guy's fantastic. And yeah, five and a half is fine. I don't think Calgary is going to score. I, I see like a three to one game here.
0: What? I agree on Jake Allen, by the way. And last year with the Blues, he had a top five save percentage in the NHL. The guys, wicked. He's the guy who could. We Matt brought this up to me in the last show, and I and I was, you know, confused all day and sad. He said about Seattle, who would they take? Like, what is it? I mean, I think they could. I think they would be happy with Jake Allen. Like, if they got Jake are Allen, are you know He's me? under contract, under three million for the next two years. For sure, be a strong goalie. If not, your one, your two. I look at Price and Allen as a 1A, 1B. I think uh, Allen has been, if not better than Price, all year. He hasn't had the, the run support. That's why you look at the record, you see 8, 8, and 4. But a 2.54 goals against average and a 9-12 save percentage, even better at 5-5, five and five. he's been very, very good for them. With he's the way Montreal
1: plays D, Meany, you know this team. Yes. Their yeah. defense stinks. Stinks. Like, it's well, awful.
0: What would you say if I told you that maybe Caden Primo? got the start tonight for montreal oh i heard about
1: that uh i I saw some stuff uh what was the the goalies like primo and uh there was another uh well who else they
0: they called up charlie lingren yeah Um, yeah lingren who has been around for a a couple years for montreal uh he's played here and there in spurts he hasn't really showed um anything but Caden or Caden primo is He's a top prospect goalie. Uh, he just hasn't had any time, obviously, with Price, and then they they go and get Jake Allen. But I think Primo, I think he gets this start this evening, and Allen gets the start tomorrow. And I wouldn't be shocked if they go Markstrom in, in both games, considering how desperate they are. But for Primo, when just looking at some of his numbers, Laval not great. I mean, a 911 save percentage, the goals against average is strong, 207. Uh, with Laval, the year before that, same very similar numbers, two four goals against average, 908 save percentage. Uh Northeastern University, his numbers were off the charts. I mean, sub two goals against average in back to back years and 930 save percentage in back to back years. He looks like a pretty strong goalie.
1: I like uh, that, meanie. And he Here's team th-
0: USA as well. Here's
1: you know, the thing. No- and you know hockey, like I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm not just buttering your you're in Matt Best Bread. You guys are the best hockey guys. Like you you should be all working at like for the league or doing other things. But let's let's talk about this. When a goaltender comes up with those type of numbers. It's a play on, it's not a playoff, right? Look at Swayman, Mm. Vlader, like all those guys for Boston, right? Like their numbers in Providence, you know, decent. The thing is, I love taking a guy who gets called up because what's he playing for, Manny? His girlfriend, his wife, his family, whatever the hell he's got. He's like, I want to improve my life. I'm sick and tired of buses. I want planes. I'm sick and tired of, uh, (laughs) you know, like noodles. I want porterhouse stakes bowed in like you know what I mean like you want to get NHL money you want to get a contract you want to find a way to better yourself and I think guys who are actually playing for something those are the guys I want to back
0: yeah and you know what there's also something we said about your teammates playing for, for like you. that, too right yeah. yeah I'm kind of like talking myself into the habs here but I think the under is 5.5 just the way I've seen again I thought Montreal played Perfect defensively against the Oilers. They did a great job. They've just had a lot of success against that team. And I'm just looking at the big picture that Montreal hasn't had a lot of success against Calgary. Now, the games have all been tight, but they haven't found a way to really generate any offense. And I don't know if that just all of a sudden changes. Like, Calgary plays their style, Montreal plays the way that they play, and it just doesn't seem like a good matchup. So I think the under is the play, but. I I imagine the Canadians give their best effort for this primo kid tonight. I would assume it's not even official. I think he starts. I think Allen goes tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, but I think either way, the under one more game. I like to fully, by the way, two and a half shots. I like him every time. This is take him every time for the rest of the year. Two and a half uh, minus one minus one thirty-five, William Hill, Minnesota and LA in here next.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> we eating like Kings tonight. I'll be honest. Uh, I'll, t- with I'll you.
1: tell you, meaning there's been no team like the Kings. That has been great to me and horrible to me. I'm so streaky with that team. Like the other night against Anaheim loaded up a couple other times, loaded up the loss versus SJ Sharkey. What I like this Kings team, but I'm going to say this, take a look at the standings, right? Take a look at the standings, the St. Louis blues, they lost to Colorado. They got a lot of work to do and they have a tough schedule. Arizona is decent. And SJ Sharkey is literally their minnows. They packed it in. They had three games against Anaheim, and they got smoked in all those games. I can't take that team seriously. They're back end stealing money. Carlson and Burns should be arrested for the money that they take watching those guys on a nightly basis. It's unbelievable. These guys are NHL players. They make horrible, horrible decisions and mistakes. Care of their business against uh, Anaheim. And now you're playing a very good Minnesota team that I've been riding. Minnesota's been great to me. Mm -hmm. But I think the Kings getting, what are they getting? 45 cents.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what, Meanie? I got to take a shot. I think this team understands if we can actually string some wins together, we're going to be in the playoffs. Take a look at their games back points. They're alive. I don't believe in San Jose. I think St. Louis has too tough of a schedule for me. It's between Arizona and LA for that final spot. And I think LA is going to, going to grind. It's tough against Minnesota cam talbot's playing good yeah, everybody like it's just they're a good hockey team they take care of their business but i you know what i think the kings bring it tonight i gotta take a chance yeah um
0: the kings to your point are four they're five back of arizona but they have four games in hand. exactly yeah that is that's huge the sharkies sj sharkies
1: they're done they're i don't even down. want to like i'm so sick of that they that, lost that, seven straight that, that team is a joke they had an opportunity, meaning, when they were on fire. Remember when we are doing these shows? They had three games against Anaheim, and they lost everyone horribly. Like, how do you do that as a team they in convention? Yeah. Was it five to one? Four? Like, they got smoked, too. These yeah. games, were, they weren't even close. No, I can't take the Sharks seriously. Yeah. They're, they're, they're done to me.
0: Everyone inside this division's on some sort of streak. I mean, besides the Kings, they've won one in a row. But yep. Vegas up top, eight straight wins, Colorado five, Minnesota five. And then uh, the Blues have lost three straight. The Ducks have lost three straight. The Sharks have lost seven straight. Man, what a gap. Like Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota, all in the 60s. The Blues are sitting here with 44 freaking points, yep. man. Uh, they have been so disappointing. A minus 13 goal differential and LA is only at minus 10. You what do you think that, about the, you, the you under? You
1: that giveaway in that game? They yes. had a perfect game going on. And I love Sanford. He's one of my guys. I can't believe me and Blessing were talking about it. Lazy play gets intercepted. Bang. Colorado scores a goal right before the end of the period. After that, pff, party's over. Like That's the thing. You can't do stuff like that. Like You're trying to make the playoffs big mistakes i'm on the kings tonight though against minnesota buddy i know that's tough
0: yeah it is tough uh i'm not gonna lie i bet minnesota last night at minus 140 um what do you think about the total at five and a half like could this go under you mentioned uh, talbot how strong he's been i agree If the Kings are going to win, they're probably not going to win like a 5 4 game. It's probably like a 2 1 2 type style game. Yeah. What do you think about the under?
1: I like the under. I'm not, I'll tell you one thing Minnesota and overs have been good to me against Arizona. I think, I think LA is a different animal, right? I think so so too. I think uh, everyone, and the thing is, everyone just assumes to take overs. I think as the NHL season, we got a lot of teams with, you know, 10 games left, nine games left. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I think the play's been a little bit better. I'm, we're not going to see some of the, like you saw that Islanders capitals game last night, zero, zero going into overtime. Like that's the thing. Like teams aren't doing the stupid stuff that they did before. They understand right. we got to be sound defensively. I kind of like the under.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, that game between the Islanders and the capitals, like they're going to play each other a couple more times. I think it's going to be very similar. It was just like a chess match, man. I like, agree. Nobody wanted to make a mistake. It was very tight. Um yeah, I mean you look at here at Cam Talbot, he's got a 925 save percentage among goalies with a 1000 minutes played and Delkovich is one. And Delkovich, my goodness, he is awesome. He should be the game one center for Carolina in the playoffs. And Delkovich, vesileski Drager, Flurry, Varlamov, Saros, Talbot and then peterson or Peterson, 920. Yeah. I mean, both of these guys. I think Peterson's going to get the start. Talbot going to get the start. I think we see like a 3 2 game. I'm going to lean with the under. Uh, all right. I just, I just
1: call Carolina's goalie, Meanie, Ned.
0: Ned. Uh, guys in the <laughs> FCN call him Needle Dick.
1: Needle Dick like from uh, Waterboy. <laughs> Needle Dick. Yeah, it's like Ned <laughs> Flanders. I, I, those Russian names, I'm just oh, hooked on phonics. Just give me Ned.
0: I am obsessed with Ned. I think he is unreal. His 933. is in a 1.87 goals against average. The fact that Rod Brennamore started him against the Bolts and then the very next game started him against Florida and they he won both of those games, exactly. only allowing two goals, he may be the game one starter over Peter Morazic. It's it's possible. I He's agree. He's not going to be a rhymer.
1: I'm going to tell you one thing. I got futures on Carolina. I know a lot Me of people too. are kind of like, whatever. I think Carolina is one of the most dangerous teams going. The, gap between, the gap between them and Tampa Bay has been lessened. Florida is okay, but Carolina is better than Florida, in my opinion. They're deeper. Yes. I, I think the Canes are lethal.
0: Yes, very. Absolutely. And I the only question that I had with them and I know you did as well we've had these, so many conversations in the office over the past few years is their goaltending yeah they've been on the rise now for three or four years they've been one of the better five and five teams if you're an analytic hockey guy you know that they're very strong they control a the puck uh they're strong deep down the middle with faceoffs. they're they're good penalty killing they got they're great awesome D. yeah it's just I've never been a big believer in Peter Mrazik never he's he's been in and out of spurts, and last year he was good, and then suffered the injury. Then it was game over for them. But Nadalkovic Ned. is a yeah, Ned is a he's adds another different element, it's something that they needed. He's the goalie of the future. There, I think Morazic's on the end of his contract as well. So, yeah, get used to it, Carolina fans. All right, um, Matt, what do you got for us from um, Wednesday?
2: All right, I got a pair of winning records for you for your straight up picks three and two. Uh, the under Nashville Chicago did not hit, so color me fucking angry at that uh minnesota montreal and vegas money lines all hit the under montreal did not hit three and two 129 and 84 on the year maybe we can get up to 150 before the season's over no pressure yeah, uh okay. sh- <laughs> sh- i mean <laughs> i'll just give
0: every pick from here on out to it's get up possible
2: to <laughs> we've got a few weeks left uh shot props 62 and 36 on the season after was- you went three and one uh tuck hit Capri hit, uh, Toffoli hit, and Brinkat missed. I saw that a uh, fan of the show tweeted out that he hit on Tuck and Caprisoff. So and that's what we
0: talked about a lot on that. Yeah, Maybe they were both we, plus money.
2: We hammered those guys. What a parlay that would or that turned out to be.
0: Yeah, and good on the listener. He also took the anytime goal. So I mean, he got them on the shot prop that was a good call. I like that. Super smart, and and a lot of these guys too that we've been taking for shot props. I mean, they're volume shooters. They're fine to take as anytime goals as well. Um, Yeah, very very smart. Cam, what do you got for us today? What's on your card?
1: What's on my card? Boston Buffalo. Hey, Buffalo, Buffalo, there's a fire in cheek to and another arson in Tonawanda. What am I going to do? I'm laying off the Sabres, and if they win this game or, like, lose by one, I'm going to be pissed. Give me the Flyers as a dog against the Rangers in the over six. I like uh, the Chicago Blackhawks against Matt Best. Hi, I'm Matt Best. I am the voice of the Nashville Predators. Give me the Blackhawks, plus 110. Calgary and Montreal under the number, what is it, five and a half? and a half and. It's risky, but give me the LA Kings plus 145 against a very good wild team and the under.
0: I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with Philly and the over as well. Philly and over six. I'm going to take the Blackhawks tonight. I'm going to take the Blackhawks and over 5.5. Take the under in Montreal and Calgary. I'm on the under in Minnesota and LA, but I will. Uh, just be a little different than you cam i will take minnesota there so minnesota in the under chicago in the over philly in the over um i'll just stay away from the boston game i to be honest with you i probably will have a couple parlays we'll get nuts and i'll put the bruins on by two or something like that maybe i'll pick boston by two in there but the shot props hall two and a half Mika it two and a half tyler to two and a half you're looking for a fourth. Um, I think it's Kaprizov, two and a half. We'll go with him. He's, uh, he's feeling Robertson. From a DFS standpoint, I, again, have some fun with that uh, granlin uh, Kunin line and maybe Chicago. I think that's an underrated game stack. I would stay away from Montreal and Calgary. I'd stay away from Minnesota-LA. And uh, I think we could see some goals in Philly and New York with the Rangers. I think you can take that number one power play for the Rangers and then get in. If it's any Philadelphia players that you want to get involved with, it's always Couturier. I agree. Find out who Couturier is playing with and stack him in that line. I believe he's with Voracek and Claude Giroux. They've really stacked it up there uh, recently. I would also like Bergeron for two and a half shots, but I'd like Hall a little bit more in there as well. All right, uh, Matt, what's your favorite pick on the board? Nashville guy?
2: Uh, definitely not betting Nashville, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I think out of all of them, I'd love Caprizoff at his price for a shop prop. That's my favorite play out of everything. Uh, for my card, Bruins' money line, but I'm not going to have that unless it's in a parlay. Uh, staying away from Flyers, Rangers, Blackhawks' money line, give me the under and Canadians and Flames, give me the Minnesota Wild. I think minus 160 is just a little too low for the wild there but plus 140 the kings is a nice price but yeah, give me the wild minus 160
0: all right good luck out there and everyone cam i know you're busy as hell man uh try to enjoy your weekend giving out picks curling picks like how does curling uh the curling teasing picks have been uh strong
1: for what, you guys? three three and a half rocks yeah i wish yeah. we could buy some rocks <laughs> every time i'm watching tv it's canada versus scotland but in the golf i'm gonna give you one let's take yes. a look for the weekend Horschel and Burns seem very, very dangerous to me. Leishman and Smith are chalk. And if you're looking for a little bit of an underdog, I'm thinking Jason Kokrak and Pat Perez. Let's go. Let's
0: go. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk to Cam. Uh, Good luck out there. Everybody have a great weekend. Maddie will be with you this weekend, giving out some more picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. We'll be back on Monday. Good luck tonight. Talk to you soon. Cheers. We'll